Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. One of my favorite aspects of this, doing this podcast, and in fact, this is something I've done in my sermons and other writings throughout my years as a rabbi, is to share some of the experiences, personal experiences, and experiences that I've witnessed or been a part of distantly that have moved me that have sat in my memory for years and that continue to inspire me or to interest me in some way. And then to take those experiences and use them to elucidate some aspect of Jewish tradition. And I'd like to do that here. I'd like you to listen to something, which I'm sure many of you have heard, but I'm sure many of you haven't as well. The date is October 7th, 1968. It is the fifth game of the World Series between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Detroit Tigers taking place at Tiger Stadium, the old Tiger Stadium in Detroit. The national anthem that day was performed by a singer named Jose Feliciano, who in the few months before that had really burst onto the national scene with several recordings, one of which was his own interpretation of the classic rock song, Light My Fire by The Doors. So Jose Feliciano was invited to sing the national anthem. And if you watch the video, and I hope you will, you'll see that in fact there's a backup band, four or five middle-aged gentlemen standing behind the young Jose Feliciano with their instruments. It looks like what they were going to do was to accompany him as he sang the national anthem but as you'll see, if you watch the video and you'll hear it in the recording I'm about to play, they never played their instruments. They just stood there the whole time as Jose Feliciano played his guitar and sang the national anthem. I do want you to look for a video of it because I think it's more impactful. But for now, listen to his version, his rendition of the national anthem. Home of the 
Wow. I could listen to that every day. What a phenomenal performance. And the reaction was immediate, and it was overwhelming. And as those of you who remember this event, who have read about it or heard about it, will know that that reaction was overwhelmingly negative. He was booed. His career suffered for it for many years. And it was considered that by most in this nation, by most of the voices that we heard anyway, that he had desecrated a national anthem. He had desecrated this national treasure. Now, looking back on it many years later, I think most of us would not take that view because we have been accustomed to hearing individuals sing the national anthem in this way, take their own musical background, their own musical style, and echoes of who they are as a person, as Jose Feliciano did, and, and, and interpreted the national anthem the way that they did. So many times we've heard this, and it's been so beautiful to hear as performers bring themselves into the national anthem. Whitney Houston during the Super Bowl, a memorable national anthem. James Taylor singing the national anthem before World Series games at Fenway Park in Boston with his folk style. And certainly the most recent example that I can think of is the absolutely exquisite performance of the national anthem by Lady Gaga at President Biden's inauguration. They are just so beautiful. And we as a nation have now become accustomed to look forward to and treasure the opportunity to hear a, a performer, a singer, interpret the national anthem in their way. And we no longer, I think, in general, consider it a desecration as long as the person does it seriously and with reverence and respect that the national anthem deserves. So we've grown as a nation to understand that when we read ourselves into a song, even a song as treasured as the national anthem, it brings it even more meaning. Now let's talk about Jewish tradition. Towards the end of the book of Deuteronomy, God instructs Moses to take the words of a shirah, of a song, this song, and put it in the mouth of the people of Israel. Simu and put it into their mouth, says the Torah. Question is, what song, what shira is being referred to? Now, I have to be careful to say that the word shira can mean poem or song. I'm using song in this particular case. You want to say poem, that's fine as well, but I'm going to use the word song. And usually, the pshat, the intended, the, the, the foundational interpretation of this is that it's referring to the song called Ta'azinu, which comes up a few verses later, which is a, a poem, a song, which is an allegorical treatment of the past and prophetic future history of the people of Israel. So when God says to Moses, take this song and put it in the mouths of the people, he's referring, God is referring to Ha'azinu. But I don't look at it that way, and many of the commentaries don't. They look back at the entire Torah and call the Torah a shira, call the Torah a song, 
call the Torah a poem, and that what God is telling Moses is, take the words of this Torah and put it into the mouths of the people. Why? So that they can then speak it, so that they can then teach it, so that they can then pass it on to the next generation. But as they do, as we do, we don't read the Torah, we don't teach the Torah in the same way as it was taught by our teachers or our ancestors or by the person down the street. We teach it with our own interpretation. We teach it with our own cadence. We bring our own backgrounds, our own styles into how we understand the Torah. The words are the same. The melody in general speaking metaphorically, is the same. But what we do with it is what makes the Torah live. Because the Torah that we teach, each of us as individuals, whether we're rabbis or teachers or any individual, when we share the words of the Torah, we share it with our style. And that's more easily done with a song or a poem than with prose. So the advantage of seeing the Torah as a poem or a song is that it opens up the ability for us to be able to sing it our own way and to allow people who listen to us to be influenced not just by the words of the Torah, but by our backgrounds and everything we bring into it. This coming Shabbat morning, we will begin the reading of the book of Breshit the book of Genesis, and begin once again the weekly cycle of Torah readings that will last through, God willing, this entire year. We'll hear stories we've heard before. We'll hear words that we've heard so many times. But when we take those words and allow them to enter our mouths, as the Torah instructed, as God instructed Moses, simu and put it into their mouths. It's in our mouths so that we can then speak them with our own voice. The Torah is a song and we do not desecrate it at all by singing it in our own style. Until next time, thank you.